Yo, this your boy Miguel Hampton, aka Gelly Gel. This is Demond, aka Demond Does. What's up, everybody? My name is Damon. Trainer in the building. Welcome to Common Conversations with the Odd Fellas. Start it up. No topic is off the table. Superman don't go nowhere without his cape. We came together to cry, laugh, agree, and to disagree. So let's go. Welcome to Common Conversations, where it's the odd fellas, four fellas come together to talk about this, that, and a little bit. No topic is left off the table, and sometimes we even let people from the outside in. If you're viewing it on Facebook, welcome. Um, this is how we build and develop the podcast, and if you're listening to it later, this is the edited version, and uh, and and there we go. We got an applause. We got something. We got something. <laughs> this it is. But as you know, as we normally start our show, we start out with two different ways. And Demond and yes. I have decided to switch seats, which makes this really kind of awkward. It's I a, like it's it. A, it's a little weird, man. I like it. All right. So to the left of me, we got. Go left, go left, go left, right, left. Hey, what's up? This is Demond, a.k.a. Demond Does. Father of two, husband of one, and uh, I am just happy to be here after a crazy, hectic week. How's everyone else doing? This Man. whole show is about what did I say? Truth, lies, and death. So we, you know, that the true story is that we have to be authentic about our lifestyles, what we do, how we do it, how we're feeling, things that are, that have happened to us. So this show is, is to some degree a diary. Right. Our diary you or know, a therapy session or a therapy session. <laughs> Real talk. Um, and so we get to be a little vulnerable in this space. So we, we welcome you to be a part of that. To the right of me is who? What's your, what's your name well, this week? Uh, formerly, I was known as the shadow. Apparently, there'll be uh, no more of that. I, there, I'm no now known that. as a chef. So, you the know, chef, the chef. We are the Ohio State, the chef. The chef. Get it right. Yes. 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 We are dishing out food for thought. Uh, step into the kitchen. Are you hungry? You should be. Come on and join us. Damn, we, man, you almost talked my panties off, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's so much a violation. That is a violation. Total Look, violation. I ain't cuss yet. Just so y'all know, I got 40 in the tip in, in, in the cussing jar. Anybody out there who want to um, add to our cussing jar because you want Trainier to say a bad word, all y'all got to do is just throw it in the PayPal me. But over to the far right is the man with the most, the man with the master plan, the only bachelor at the table. We got 100 yes, girls and they be screaming, yo, I heard this dude got the banging his bachelor plan in Jeff, but I'm sorry I'm not supposed to say that. What's up, Doc? That is totally not true. Uh, <laughs> now, is that a violation? No, no. Okay, just checking. It's not a violation. No. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how this works. But I'm, I like that you are inquisitive. Yes, I like it. He's Thank you. Exactly. What up, everybody? This is Trainer, aka Trey. You already know what it is. Superman don't go nowhere without his cape. Super fly, super fancy. Fresh off the forty third birthday. Super excited. Glad to be here and ready to rock and roll. Happy belated birthdays. Uh, Happy birthday to you. So, so what does you. the bachelor do at 43? Oh, man, rip and run. Rip and run? Yeah. Just, man, if y'all. That was vague as hell. Just let it go. That was vague as hell. Let it go. Y'all got to see it. He got the most devilish ass grin, too. Like, I'm just real talk. Right? He got that smirk that when your mama said, you put your head, you got them cookies. You got some in like, your teeth, no, bro. No, I didn't get no cookies. Hey, you got some in your teeth, man. Like, look like a. Let's look a little like a little yellow feather or something, you know. Wow. 
He said you was hanging. I got hanging. a toothpick. You're the cat. You were smiling like the cat that ate the canary. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Golly, oh, go on and spell that to, out. He went to a burlesque show. Stop that. Show did. Cut the games. Cut the and games. did invite nobody? Kind of my jam, man. Listen, I am not in the business of getting married men hemmed up. Oh, that's fair. We're going to unpack that. I'm going to put a little note right here. Married men hemmed up. Yes. Um, I'm not sure what that means. We got to get into how we start the show. So if 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 you're tuning in, you know that we start our show every show. Uh, Trainer has these magic questions that he gets to throw at us, and he does not prepare us, right? So we don't get them beforehand. Or myself. You know, I still think that's some bullshit. <laughs> how, how do he like? I'm gonna come up with a question, and I'm not prepared I'm to answer prepared. it. You we gonna give us a, you gonna give us a pop quiz either. and pretend like you haven't studied for the test? Yeah, true no, story. But no, facts. no, because out of respect for y'all, I don't do that. I think that's a violation. It's a violation, it's a violation. if yeah. you if you. All right, I got, I, I'm, I got you. I'm just saying, if I prepare a question. That's but that's me. But I ain't but I ain't thought about the question. Yeah, I wrote it down and I really didn't even write it down until I got here today. Let Train, that that's trainering, y'all. That's trainering. Yes, is. Of course, you know, I got two questions this week. We're gonna kick the first one off. Who's first? first I'm in the hot seat. That's cool. First. Starting it off. All right, let's go. That's cool. I like how you made that switch. Yes, too. sir. <laughs> so yes, he sir. don't have to go there first. He, he get however long you take to answer. <laughs> Think about it. You got about 30, 45 seconds, player. Here we go. Who was the first actual person that you wanted to be like? My dad. Okay. Why? Ex- expand on that. Yeah. How did your boy? I think that's something that all boys do anyway, but the first he's the first person I consciously wanted to be like just because my dad always like he was always in control. He doesn't he's very at least outwardly unemotional. He's very in control. He's always surveying what's happening around him. And my dad's always been a bigger than life presence, which is probably why I overcompensate the way I do sometimes. People are drawn to him. Right. And I wanted to be like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was always the smallest kid in class. And my dad's about 5'10, about, about two, between 225 and 240. He's a stocky dude. Right. And so, and nobody, and most people didn't meet my mother because my mother worked during the day, dad worked the night. So he was at the games and all that stuff. When people saw me, I was, you know, a little stick figure, not much, much more so than I am now. And, <laughs> and people would see my dad and be like, wait. And they, cause it, it just doesn't look, it doesn't look right. And, and I, would, I would, I would hear invariably, I would hear, so what happened? <laughs> and so, you know, I'm having, being drawing that kind of attention, I always wanted to draw that kind of a positive attention. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be like him. I like it. I, I like, like that. it. I like that a lot. Miguel? Real talk? Real talk. John Dillinger. I want to hear the answer. I want to hear the answer. Here we go, y'all. I know it's going to be good. <laughs> this is probably the most excited about it, Miguel answer I've been for a while. So, yeah, I'm ready for this. John Dillinger was like the dopest, the dopest, dopest bank robber in history, my opinion. Okay. Right. This and, is going uh, a different direction, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, where, where did you think this was going to go? Like, I, you know, I, I grew up loving money. I and, feel you. And it was the greatest gangsters of the world who had all the bread. You, you know did? what I mean? Rockefeller was a gangster. I don't care what anybody says. Talk that, that dude straight up killed people to get what he wanted. But I digress because I didn't want to be like Rockefeller. I wanted to be the guy who was robbing banks across the country and getting away with it. I remember when I was really little, my dad was kind of a little crazy. He used to, we used to be in a certain part of Pennsylvania, and there was this bank in this town. And when I was probably 
I don't know, seven, eight years old, we used to sit up on top of the mountain and watch everybody who would go by the bank and how long it would take to get to the next town and what route you would drive to, to if you robbed the bank, how to get away. And I don't know. So th- those little crazy things happened when I was little um, and it stuck with me. And so by the time I got to middle school, I started reading all these different crazy books and I, I stumbled upon John Dillager's biography. Okay. And the, the craziest thing was is what, what caught me or got me was he faked his own death. Basically, he hired a dude. The FBI was coming after him. Wow. He hired a dude to dress up like him to go into a movie theater to watch a movie. And when the guy came out, the FBI killed him. Wow. Damn. So they, so they was like, yo, we got him. We got him. We finally got him. The you know, most infamous bank robber in the country, yada, yada, yada. We squared him up. Blah, blah, blah. So years later, they get this letter in the mail, basically, and they send it to the FBI and says, you never, you didn't get me. I'm still alive. Mm. Dang. That's and, rough. That's you know hard. what I mean? So by the time I got to the end of the book, I was like, bruh, that's a mastermind. It is. That's right? a dude that, that looks at every level, every layer, every step, you know, and understands what it's going to, what it, what it takes to get to a place. So, yeah, my first person when I was little, who I wanted to be with, that's him. Later on, became a couple of other people, but Facts. they were similar. Okay. You know, like Attila like the Hun and a couple other folks, but okay. I digress. Let's go. The chef? That's a good question. I've been sitting here thinking about it, you know, because I didn't grow up with my father. So I didn't meet my father until I was an adult, actually. Interesting. So my growing up or looking at my father as a someone I wanted to emulate just wasn't, didn't exist for me. I think the first person I actually wanted to be like was my Uncle Ray because he's a pastor. He's a, a family man, and he allowed me to come into his home at a time when I was desperately in need of a father figure, and he became that for me, and it was like breathing to him. I was one of his boys, like one of his sons, and he he showed me what a God-fearing, a good God-fearing man can look like, what a good father looks like, what a good family man, what a good husband he even though it was a very brief window of my life, he modeled those things for me. So my Uncle Ray was the first person I wanted to be like. Okay. I like it. That's I cool. like it. I like it. For me, the very first person that I wanted to be like, you know, I don't remember the exact age, but I remember it was an award show, like uh, the Grammys or something. I don't know. One of them. I remember seeing LL Cool J, and I was gone. <laughs> I was gone off L. Like, oh, man, look, this is what I, oh. And then I later learned I couldn't rap. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I didn't have bars. I was like, well. just be like that. You know, on to the next guy. Yeah, LL, you know, everything about him was cool. It was fly. You know, he. I mean, who who didn't want me? And he got all the chicks. Like, who didn't want to be LL? I remember when I was little, and, you know, LL come on, and the girls would see the little bald head, and he'd be licking his lips, and they just go wild. Yes, sir. I mean, I didn't want to be LL, but, you know, made going bald a little easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let, let, let that breathe. Yes, let sir. that breathe. Real talk. And he always had a hat on. A true story. Let yes. that breathe. And them little beanie joints. I yeah. call them little head condoms. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear... And I've never fact-checked this, but I hear, so we'll say rumor, that he gets paid extra for, like, film and TV if he has to take off his hat. Oh, that's 
dope. That's how you know your brand, bro. Real talk. Like when you when your when your when your brand got power, that's yeah, that's some dope shit. Yeah, especially for something that small. Like, yeah, yeah well, is, he, is, is, is he self conscious about it or maybe. who knows? I, but, I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you happen to know. If, but I did hear that. Uh, I heard that like maybe fifteen years ago. There, but, there are more ridiculous things out there. That, yeah, you know, for sure. So. For sure. That's an excellent question. Excellent answers. I like it. Question number two. Let's go. We back at DeMond. Which talent would you most like to have? Which talent would I most like to have? Yeah. That's an interesting question. And there are lots of talents that people would like to have. Some people would want to dance. Some people would want to draw. That'd be an, an interesting one. The thing about talent, though, is you have to practice. So any talent that I would want, I would tend to gravitate towards that. So I'm, right just, I'm just saying, just to be clear, like you born with it. You just got it. Oh, some, wait. Did I misunderstand the question? Ask the question again. I may misunderstand you. I, my, my apologies. He said, what shoe do you put on first? The backwards one or the left one? <laughs> Let that breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with this guy. The left one. <laughs> it's going to be one of those tonight. Yeah. Which talent would you most like to have? You know what? I'm going to pull a Miguel on this one. Can I pass for a second? Because I'm not really sure what I'm. I'm not 100 percent sure what I want to. What would I answer this with? Because I see what happens when they change chairs. I mean, right? It, it is. This, a, it's, yeah, it's he awkward. becomes. This, it, and this would have. And this would have happened because normally I have plenty of time because he's going at least five minutes on anything. <laughs> exactly. It's like so. What is two plus two? It's funny that you asked me about two plus two, right? Because <laughs> with the modern economic situation <laughs> right. that we are, I find us ourselves in today. <laughs> right. 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 Now, um. There are times I've been really frustrated being on this show, and for a variety of reasons, all of them are on my own. But the one thing that keep two things that keep coming back. One is your company and your love. I guess those three things. In the other thing is, there's something from each of you that I know I have to learn. That's why you show. That's why you showed up in my life. I want to learn confidence from you. I want to learn sensitivity from you, and I want to. I want to learn how to pick the right things and pivot when I need to in decision making from him. Like, I know what I'm here for now. You know what I mean? Okay. I want those talents. Okay. Let's go. I like that. I, I can I like dig that. it. I, I like I that. I work with that. Miguel. And he answered that shit like I would. So now I'm going to answer it like he would. Boy, it's going to be a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing for shit. And you know what? That's a talent that I do not have. And if I could sing, that would be dope. Okay. Real talk. Real, I mean, the only person who likes to hear me sing is Tia. And I think that, for whatever reason, that's the comedic part of our relationship. <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, she's smiling on the outside, but I will always believe that she's laughing at me inside. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, sing. If I could blow, man, that, bruh, game she, changer. I will, I will, she's biased. That's true. <laughs> Let me ask you this, then. Would you ever want to, because singing is also a skill. Yes, and like your talent only will, will shows your peak. Like with IQ, it shows your what your peak potential is. So you saying you can't sing? That means your potential is lower than say Tia's, as an example. Uh, Would shit, you? A lot of people. <laughs> I'm, I'm using. Really that's true. I know. Why are you? What like, is wrong with like, you? Like, I'm I mean, I've heard Tia sing. I'm, listen, I'm hold on. I'm, I'm so I'm so confused. What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Hold on, bro. Front seat, I'm bro. not laughing at seat. you. <laughs> like, I'm, what laughing. I'm laughing because Tia said Miguel has the key of Q. Damn. 
<laughs> wow. Here, I'll, I'll show that again for those of y'all who are. Wow. wow. I keep forgetting this thing. I keep forgetting the screen is over here because yeah, yeah, I'm used yeah. to the I'm used to doing this. I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, would you? Would, would would you be? You know, you're t- you're talking about that talent. Would you be willing to work on the skill to develop the, what the talent that you have? I'm curious. So you're saying like if the opportunity for me to to train how to, to learn how to sing, would I? Absolutely. You have an amazing singer as a wife. That's why I'm asking. I don't know if she can teach me how to sing. Yeah, I you mean, still gotta have some mustard. Bro, like I'm not, mustard. I'm not even gonna try. Like I'm talented in a lot of shit. Real yeah. talk. Sure. Right. I'm black, white, and Latino. I got the German side. He can shoot. I, I, I he can, can shoot. He can play cards. Can play and be cards, racist. And I could be racist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And some of my family is racist as hell. We did get that trade, right? That's probably why I be mad all the time. And, <laughs> and he's phenomenal with a camera. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. I didn't know that was a. I didn't know that was that, that yeah. sort of thing. I didn't know that was a. You got to have the eye. Well, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Since and, I was a kid. Bro, that, that, that's a. If you haven't seen this man's pictures from, from this past weekend, man, get on Facebook and to, look at those you need pictures. To check that out for real. They look, no joke, they look like something that could be in Let's like pull National pull Geographic yeah. or, pull you know, Pulitzer Prize, like yeah. magazines. Like, that's, that's, no, that's no joke. That's Facts. no joke. That's not hyperbole. That's not a joke. That's Off not me being funny. That's, that's not being a wise ass. That's the. Yeah, he came with that hyperbole. He's sitting in my chair. That is true. You put the mind in this seat and the game changes. Let that breathe. I'm gonna let's go. Let's ride this motherfucker (laughs) till the wheels fall off. You did. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So Miguel said, "Sing, y'all." Yeah, man, sing. Let's hear it, Chef. Which talent? I can have any talent. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to have Professor Xavier's psychic skills and abilities. Ooh, he put some real shit. Yay, nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Okay, so is, does anybody at the table not know who Professor X is? Okay, I, I, I was going to guess. You really don't know who Professor X is? Uh, I'm not into comics and all that. I was too busy chasing girls, player. Wow. Oh, wow. whoa. Oh, 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 you got to relax. Oh, he... We got a whole new demand over here in the yeah. first chair. Boy, you done put that thing on here. <laughs> I'm just here. saying, I like he done took Boom. my cake. Go on, shoot. <laughs> you know, you Professor know. Xavier is the leader of the X-Men. Okay. And he is one of the most powerful telepaths on the planet. Next okay. to Gene. Omega okay. level. Okay. Next to Gene. Next to Gene Gray. Okay. You do know what telepath is, yes. I'm not being a wise ass. Telepathy? telepathy. Yes, yeah. three minds. Okay. I just, yeah. well, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, so, I'm like that. Yeah, I'm pretty smart oh, on that. If I could have any any talent, <laughs> I'm just saying it shit's happening today, y'all. I mean, real talent. talk. If you out there listening to the common conversation, this okay. shit is wild. Okay, it's a whole like new it. show. I like it. <laughs> and you, like my friend. Yeah, I, so, I, it, it, you know, this dude over here, two spots from the left of me, took my answer. Oh, okay. And and I said I was gonna say singing, so I'm gonna say singing. Okay. I'm gonna stick with that, but yeah, if I could blow though, bro, man. <laughs> now, I'd write, I'd write a half a dozen songs. I already know what they would sound like if I could, honest to God, can say. Ooh, wait, hey, listen, now I gotta keep it a hundred. We said when we started this, we would be authentic and true. Let's go. And y'all know I'm 43 now. You old? Yeah. Running with it. <laughs> I don't have any kids. A true story that you know yes, of. Yes, I did hear about that. That you know of. Right. Today. Ain't nobody, came, ain't nobody right. came knocking on the door yet. Exactly. Well, ain't no yet. To calm down with the yet. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's claiming daddy yet. Right, right, right. Yeah. But if I can sing, 
I probably would have 10 kids by now. Dang. Though. Really? I ain't going to lie to you. Are you just I, saying you're just irresponsible? That's not being irresponsible, right? Yeah, it's irresponsible. Okay, just <laughs> so, checking. So, yeah. so, no, no, what he's saying is if he could sing, the quality of his women would step up. So, like, he'd get a Rihanna and he automatically let that that's, slip. That's oh. not what I'm saying. That's, that, wow. is, that is not what I'm saying he's, right there. See, relax. you added a little extra. The girl's in the there. salty chair. That's the salty spot. Good <laughs> but, but I would be whining and dining them. If Woo! I could say. So if you were saying you would pay for dinner instead of them paying for dinner. Wow. That's not. No, Damn, no, 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 no. Just break no. it down. What you saying? What I'm saying is I'm singing them draws off. Oh. So now. I was. Just, I would, oh, okay. Okay. I was with you. I'm just trying to. I was with you. Now. Now, to be clear, it is irresponsible. It is a little reckless. Yes, but I don't be reckless. I don't care. You know, he gave me the gift. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you were honest. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect gotta, that. I gotta be honest. I respect you know. that. If I was if, single, I probably would have said the same thing. That, right. I, Absolutely. I, I, I add a little bit to mine. If I in real life though, if I can have any talent, it, I would want to be able to play piano like Mozart. Oh, at the drop of a dime, I can play. I've written songs, but to be able to play like Mozart, to be able to just create, to take a piece of music and hear it one time, and to be able to elaborate it much better. Just have the uh, piano abilities of a savant. There it is. Wow. Okay. There it is. Well, heard an interesting story about Mozart a couple of days ago. Actually, his dad wrote, like wrote the book on like composition mm-hmm. and tested all his theories on Amadeus. Mm-hmm. And so he had by the time he got to, he was writing his more famous symphonies. He had already written like composed two hundred songs. I just, I don't know, just right. random. I've been found it. Right. Talent, talent plus hard work equals. Yeah, success. Let that breathe. Let's get to it. Let, let's uh, have a podcast here. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what the hell are we doing for the last half an hour, man? Let's, let's have a podcast. That's, yeah. that's why Nikki on here on the, on the Facebook like, what the hell is y'all on with y'all? <laughs> you, know, we like, just, you know, except she was talking about draws and not just quality draws, but, you know, you know. draws all the same. There it is. Well, first mm-hmm. off, everything I do is quality. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh message. Let that breathe. Let, Let that yeah, breathe. Like you got to relax now. I'm just saying. Well, you know, that's, you know, we should have that. That's. Before we jump in today's actual <laughs> topic, but that should be a topic we should have. You know, quality. Quality ass. Okay. Like, we should invite a couple ladies on, whoever, right? Randoms. And talk about what is quality ass. Like, real talk. Because, you know, I hear women out here, they, they be bitching and moaning sometimes like the dude didn't hit it right. But then I also know there be some lazy ass women. And, oh and, my God. and so there's that there's that 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 conversation whether it could be good or bad you know well listen, I'm not it, showing up that day I, I, <laughs> you got to brother, brother <laughs> I am playing you, let me say I am playing I am in playing, the number one seat <laughs> I am playing hooky that day to your point <laughs> to, to your Bruh. point like real talk I just had this conversation a few weeks ago with my man's and I was like in his lady and I kept saying there's levels to this absolutely you Definitely. know I said now I do have a gift. <laughs> Man said he got a gift. That, I'm, 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 I'm that, not gonna debate you. That I can look at you know a chick and say, "Oh, I bet she got this Billy D over here. She y'all. got that fire. Yeah, you know that thing, thing." But how you know she got that thing, thing, and then she just laid there like, "Uh." Well, in my in my time, okay. How do you know? Since forty three. Yeah, I'm forty three. Yesterday. Okay, forty three. Yesterday. 40, thank you. Forty three years of training. Yes, one hundred percent. Training. Thank you. Forty three years of training. Yes, so I, I've had some experiences. Poor and, Nikki. And I would say that 
in my gift, I, I've, only, I, I've only been wrong a handful of times, maybe two or three times ever. Okay. Okay. Where I'd be like, oh, she looked like, and it turned to be the other thing. So. Respect, man. I, I didn't Max. have, you know, I, had a, I ain't had a whole lot, but I had a lame duck or two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but, I, you know, again, you know what? This is uh, part of the show. We talked about it. Lies, truth, quack, quack. and death, right? So this, this, is, this is it right here. This is absolutely the show, y'all. Welcome to Common Conversations. If you're watching us on Facebook, if you're tuning in later, you know, this is what happens when you have a stressful ass week and the four of us come together right. um, and apparently <laughs> don't need anything to be any deeper than it already is in the world. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> right. Nose deep. Nose, right. right. He over right. nose deep with his fingers to his nose, smelling himself. Let's go. I am pretty. Wow. I am pretty. You better recognize. Wow. See, so, I, I, see what I, happens I, when y'all I, change seats. Man, you're right. welcome. Man, we, so you know, a whole new game. We need to know. We make sure Demond is always pointing west when we got in. Game. All right, listen. He's he's got his A game today. Don't you he know. know? You got your BJ Armstrong popping today, baby. I tell you, uh, it has been a trying week. Different challenges presented to different people. We've had some ups, we've had downs, we've had things we celebrate, we've had meetings, we've had discussions, we've, you know, just moving and shaking. And also, just for the record, I turned 43 yesterday. You know, so, you know, that part. Yeah, So that part. So we're going to throw this out there. Um, if you want to, you can send uh, anything you would like to trade near 1611 East Main Street. Did you Albany, just put- Indiana, 47150. This is our studio. He will accept all gifts from the beautiful women out there in the world. No dirty draws. Please clean them first. Um, he don't like to smell stinky. That's a I'm fact. just saying. So, But if you want to throw out birthday gifts, you're more than welcome to The Bachelor. That's right. <laughs> this week's topic is truth, lies, lies and death. And death. Because that's what we're facing in this world, right? That, but that's our, that's our everyday existence if we really want to accept it. 100%. And right. so... Um, you know, what, so those of you who are listening um, and, and watching, one of the things that we do is we come together before the podcast and we throw around titles and concepts of the things that we want to talk about. And to be honest, we give ourselves very little room to research right. what we're going to discuss. And so we were just throwing around. We was tossing it around and say, here it is. Let's go. Right. Right. So. So it, one of the topics we discussed are, should I say, we kicked out there. Uh, we just threw it up, up against the wall is and I love the topic. I'm, you know, really uh, grateful for this conversation. But if you only had six months to live. True story. Real facts. What would you do? Six months to live. And so I thought that was an interesting topic because it's it's really if we really want to be honest and, and forthright, it's really talking about the now. Yes. What would you do right now yes. if you knew January 1st, 2021, it was over? True story. I mean, because the reality is this. You don't know when time is up. Right. And so many, one of the things that we do in, this, in our conversations is about how do we move forward, right? What's our lateral movements? What are our goals? How are we going to reach them? And then we, we talk about often is taking the steps to actually achieve the very things that we want to do in this life. 
That's right. Looking at Demond over here making me laugh. You know what I mean? So, you know, true story, COVID-19, right? Who, who would have thought this shit was coming? It shut most of us down for months at a time. You know, we got protests going across the country. Shout out Black Lives Matter. You Let's did. move. Yes, yes. Um, you know, we have the opportunity to remove racism from our, uh, you know, the systematic racism that exists in our country. But here's the reality. There are a lot of folks who did not know yesterday, today wasn't coming. That's right. And Real so I, I'll, I'll take the lead on it. Like Go if ahead. I had, if, if I knew, and, and this is something that I ponder often, like if I knew when I was going to die, are there things that I do different or, you know, and more so am I living this life to its fullest potential. Right. But if I knew there, this was the this was the this was the last year, bruh, let's see. I got I don't want to even call it a bucket list, but um I definitely Suge and I have been talking about off and on since she was little getting a um a, a big hum not a Humvee, big caravan, one of them things, RVs yep. Yep. and like actually traveling across the country. Right. Mm. And um I've been thinking about it this year because you know, business has been basically closed. And I was thinking, man, you know, what if, what if, you know, we could jack somebody's RV, borrow, steal, whatever, and literally drive, travel across the country for the remaining of the year, right? Tia is right now doing teletherapy. You know, there's a really genius out there that might be able to rig the bus so that we got Wi-Fi so that no matter what, she can go to work and still be, you know, HIPAA compliant. You know, I can do photography, graphic design, and cuss at people anywhere. But that that is definitely one thing that um, I would do. And I think the, the rest of it is I'm doing it right. in, a, in a sense. I'm not doing everything that I want to do, but I'm doing it. Like spending time here with y'all is, is, is an amazing piece, right? It's an amazing piece of 2020 and all the crazy shit that's happening. I told my wife one day that, yes, we can absolutely leave Jeffersonville. I, I told her, you know, <laughs> you know, with all the protests that's going on, you know, in, in some part of my mind and some part of my soul, I said, I've been waiting for this my entire life. I've been waiting for for the nation, us as a people to finally be tired of systematic oppression and systematic racism and police brutality. And, you know, and I'm in my in this life, I'm so ready for the uprising. Yeah. If I had six months left to live and I knew it. I'm going to tell you, they would call me a Toussaint Lee Overture, but um, I digress. That, what does that mean in English? Uh, so Toussaint Lee Overture was one, of, was one of the most gangsters, slave revolters. So my man led the revolts in Haiti. That's where I thought you were going. So okay. that's why America and Spain and Great Britain still hate the Haitian people. Mm-hmm. But Tucson was a beast. Y'all got it. If you don't know anything about Tucson, man, later on, I'll throw some links out there on the website and maybe even on the Facebook. Um, but you got to read about Tucson. That was a bad, bad man. And he's not one often told about in the history books because, you know, our aggressor, right, our colonizer doesn't want you to know that there were powerful men and women right. who led the fight against slavery all over the world. Right. Um, so the Haitian Revolution, y'all got to check it out. And the French baby, yes, yes, he fought the French. I, you know, that's why I need Tia because you know I don't be recalling shit, but it's my favorite stuff. But she's let's so, go. She's so brilliant. She is. She is absolutely. So I like this question because it really, if I'm being honest, it forces me to be transparent, transparent with you guys. And so I know we laugh and we joke and we cut up and all that good stuff. 
if I only had six months to live and, and, you know, I'm going to be candid here, I would make sure, you know, all the necessary things are in place. I, I mean, I do that now, but I make sure that every, all the necessary things are in place uh, for my mom, you know, but you know, that's a given, right? Yeah. And so if I'm being honest, I would say that I would probably six months, I would find me a girl, uh oh, marry her, uh oh, and travel, do whatever we wanted to do together in those six months. Let's go, man. If I'm being straight up. Straight up. All right. And and, and and I'm gonna get some money somewhere along. We're gonna get some bags too, but you know, just experience all types of different stuff whatever you know now there's rules of course always what's the rules no bungee jumping why not why you're gonna not? die Cause, anyway because i don't want to deal with all that okay. I mean, I, listen I, listen if we gonna die i at least want to go on january 1st 2021 <laughs> i'm not that all the way yeah, out yeah, i, got I, I need that full length you're not looking you're not looking to ex, you're not looking to expedite the process right. i get that get that pause too you know but so you know I said something, you didn't catch it. But anyway, so I got you. I got you. But that's what I would do, man. I'd find me a lady, man, marry her, and and, and do whatever. So, what like, would be the point of marrying her just in that six months? To have someone to share it with, share that time with. But do you need to marry her to share that time with her? Not necessarily, but it's what I want to do. This is my story, Miguel. I'm just asking a question. Right? <laughs> I'm just asking a question. You know, this is my answer. All right, there this is. is your six months. Yeah, right. you. Who are you sensitive to can, that? Can I, be the, can I be the best man or just a man in the wedding? I just want to play, play a little I might little let cut. you get a front row seat, but you know. Damn, I don't even get to stand with the Can I object? He said I get listen, to sit in the front row. I'll hey. listen, I'll write you a little song. When, I, a little music when she put the ring on my finger, I'm going to give you a five. Pause. You know, like, you know. <laughs> this motherfucker said. <laughs> I'm going to turn Put the ring on his finger. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't the guy get a ring too? I got a love trade. Yes. 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 Oh, thank you. Yes. But, but he getting the ring first. I, right. Right. <laughs> and I this did. is going to be more expensive. She's going to propose to him, right. and she's going to have to use two. Uh, what is it? Two months of uh, salary, salary to pay for the ring. <laughs> no. Hey, who? Hey, look. Real talk. Six months. I ain't got to pay for the ring. That's a good point. I'm what going you? big. Going big. Big diamonds. Finance that thing. I ain't even financing it. I told you who my favorite people were. Oh, I'm yeah. going. To, I'm going to get them things. I only got six months. You can't stop me, bro. You're gonna be on the run for oh. six months. Hey, well, hey, at least you doing things. Got the caravan. Got my family. We going in. We shooters. Right. Right. There it is. <laughs> he said we going I in. I can't. I can't stand. Everybody in the family can shoot too. I can't stand Every one of them. Yeah, let that breathe. I can't stand Nikki. She said Nikki said and Lever. <laughs> That's a rough six months right there. <laughs> we trying to end on a positive note here. Real time. Sounds like a good time though. <laughs> you know, right? you know. Real time. All right. Who else? But yeah. Um, Let's I, go. I have no idea what I'm going to answer with this, but I did see a com comment on here from David Head. It said, wish I had the motivation and inclination to do just that every day, to live like tomorrow might not come. Man. I just thought that I just thought wow. that was really cool. It's like, Let you know, right? Like, <laughs> I probably spent that uh, six months trying to do that. You know what I mean? Because I'm with, I'm pretty much, other than the, other than my day job, Everything would be uh, roughly the same, and the reason I wouldn't want my day job is because so I could spend more time doing the stuff I already want to do, right. uh, that I already enjoy doing. Spend time with my family, spend time with you guys, spend you know, uh, fostering relationships. There, um, as an example, there's a lady I hadn't thought I hadn't seen in oh, wow, it's been years, and she's popped up in my mind over the uh, last couple last couple of days. We did a uh, uh, one of those landmark form seminar like 
self uh, improvement seminar type yes. thing. She's yes. a super cool chick. And uh, I haven't seen her in years, and she keeps popping in my head. Like, I would want to reconnect with her just to see how she's doing. Like, stuff like that. Right. It's kind of, kind of what I did when COVID hit. I was like, I could, this literally can all go away. <laughs> like, I start calling up Brandon. People like, why are you calling me? Just shut up and say hi to me. Right. <laughs> you know? That's right. I mean, that, and I would do, I would spend the next six months doing that. And right. probably chasing my wife around the house. Got you. Right. So. Chasing right. he him him he he be wanting to chase the wife around the house a yeah. whole lot, man. <laughs> yes. I'm just throwing that out there. We we know his uh yeah, yeah that, 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 part. that thing. I have um, an agenda. I, I have an agenda. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I think it's interesting what David said in the sense that, you know, he wish he had the motivation, right, to to do the thing. Right. And you know, I would I would challenge anyone who's listening, you know, you know, to find the influence. Don't right. don't look for the motivation to do it. Right. Find the thing that's going to influence you to wake up every day tomorrow and do exactly what your desires are. That's right. Keep it legal. 100%. You know, please, because we don't want you to hurt nobody. I want you to be here tomorrow. But I mean, because here's the reality. We we don't know when we're going to go. Right. God didn't promise us or whatever you believe in didn't promise us anything. Right. Right. So we have today with the hopes of being here tomorrow. Right. And every day that we wake up, man, you get an opportunity to do just that. Everything that you want to do. That's right. Right. Um, If you want to tell your boss to kiss your ass tomorrow when you wake up, do it. You know why? Because you can get another job. Don't be so stuck in this life trying to achieve shit. That don't amount to nothing. Right. We chase money in this life. And one thing everybody talks about is you can't take it with you. Right. You know what? You can go get some bread, buy some land, buy some houses. Right. You can leave that to your children. You know what I mean? Oh, you know I want to chase my wife. Let's go. Do I want to chase my girl? You better stop. So those, of those of y'all that are listening to the common conversation, my wife is on Facebook and uh and uh, she said, "Do I want to chase her?" She, boy, she know I chase, jump. So to skedaddle. your point, so to your point, I once heard a quote. Um, Go. It said that, um, and I don't know who the person is, but and I might paraphrase it slightly, but it said the best time to plant a tree was thirty years ago. The next best time to plant that tree is today. Yes, sir. That's a good man. Yes, sir. Look at you. Yes, sir. So let's go. If whatever those things are that you want, you know, let's that, go get it. That book, that podcast, that cookbook, that 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 cookbook, that cookbook, that, that, that restaurant. Breathe. Everybody tells you to wait. Oh, it's going to take time to do something. Right. Right. So take your time doing it. Well, okay. Time is relative. I don't even, that's why I don't wear a fucking watch. Right. Because mm. most motherfuckers are too busy looking at the watch, watching time. Let that breathe. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd rather spend my life using my time, not worried about what time it is. Right. Right? So when I get up and go to work, I go to work when I want to. Right. If I call you back, it's because I call you back because I want to. That's right. Right? My goal, of my goal, and I'm done, you know, COVID-19, fuck you, <laughs> but my, <laughs> my goal of not having debt, make sure that I, I do not have economic shackles. Ooh. Attached to me, man, so that I can live the way I want to live, right? This, Not this dude just said a word. Can you repeat that, please? I don't want nobody to miss that. 
the economic shackles. Yes. yes. The reason I try to stay in my attempt to stay out of debt is so that I do not have economic shackles attached to me so that I can live the life that I want to live. I don't have to have the fancy cars in the big ass houses that make you stuck chasing something. Wow. Money. Wow. Right. This tangible piece of paper that we got in this jar that really don't mean shit. It has no real value. Wow. But what we fake. Wow. And the agreement that we that we agree on that yeah. uh, with rules that we didn't even nah, have, we didn't, we didn't even help write. Not we didn't even help write them. Right. Not at all. You know, we find out. You know, I'm, you know, because I got I got to throw this plug right. Breonna Taylor, rest in peace. Yes. You know, we're, we're looking in the newspaper the other day, and it finds out that Breonna may have been killed because she's in part of a development side of the West End of Louisville, oh. and they 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 apparently wanted some buildings and some apartments removed, murdered. Due to economics. Somebody else. The cost economic. of economics. So nah, man, live his life. Live his life. That's you know right. what I mean? Because a no-knock warrant and a mistake because you got some knowledge might be your front door. Justice for Breonna Taylor. True story. Real facts. But nah, man, you know, David, yeah. So any anybody out there that's listening, you know, find that influence. Find that one thing or that those two things that make you wake up every day to do exactly what you want to do. We know for trainer it ain't bungee jumping. No, no not no. at all. Or, or no boats, no cruises, none of that. No water, boats, nothing. Cruises, yeah. water. No, I don't do water either. But you know, you know something I learned not long ago. You know, all of that is true. You know, the next best time is today, and all of that. But I also learned a valuable nugget that it took me a while to get. Like I didn't understand it because I was always a destination person. Like I was always a destination person. Yeah. I got to get here, got to get here, got to get here. And what I've found through talking with people, talking with other leaders uh, and just having conversations is that it's not about the destination. It's about who you become along the journey. Preach. There it is. You see what I'm saying? And when you when you become when you we we just had a, a conversation before we started this about you know, your income is not going to outgrow who you are. Who you are. And so if you want higher income, that's the destination, right? But you got to be a more valuable person, right? So that's who you become. Or take your value to someone who values you. That too. But if you don't value yourself first. There's another message. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So how do we gain value in ourselves for those who don't have it? Right. You know what? Here's a better question. You got to get in those conversations. How you got to talk see, with people. How do we see ourselves how other people see us? Whoa. I actually I, have I'm, an answer to that one. Go. Oh, I, about to say, I got an answer <clears throat> for that one, too. Okay. So um, I I was in the school of metaphysics for a while, and it, it's learned, you know, it was about meditation, things like that, consciousness of the mind. Right. And one of the exercises we did is we had to take somebody who we got along really well with and write everything that we like about them. And then we had to take one, uh, a person we're having challenges with. All right. That's right. And write all the things that are challenging about them. Both of what you, what the lesson is, is both those lists are reflections of you. The only reason you notice is because you have those traits. So to answer your question is, you see what you like about somebody, you have that. I have a friend of mine, Trish uh, Oaks. Yep. I think she's online. She told me that. Yep. Um, real quick, shout out to Jason Bumba. That's my, that's my dog. I love you, guy. If When you see those things in other people, that means you do have them. 
And 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 same for the when you throwing shade at somebody for something they got. How many fingers I got pointed at That's me, right? right? I'm That's pointing right. at you with That's one, right. and I got four pointing at me. Back That's right. At me, All true story, the bully is the weakest person in the room. Ain't he, though? Facts. Man. Man, he's got the least, she has the least self-confidence in the room. Yeah. Right? I mean, we we, we know that. Yep. Right? You know, when, when we typically pick on other people, we are basically just blocking our own insecurities to make ourselves feel good. That's right. 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 That's right. Or, or for us to counter the damage that has been done to us and we're just letting it out. Yes. But yeah. So but I, I think you, you're spot on. We have to see like people people see me sometimes and they be like, oh, my God, Gail, you did this, this, this and this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. 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 Right. Sometimes I'll sit back and say, man, I wish I saw myself. That's right. The way you see me. Right. Right. But then really reality is I want to talk to that person a little bit more so I can start to see myself that way. Right. I think the 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 key thing with that is is in, in learning how to see yourself through the lenses of another person, I think it centers around the trust you have in that person. Mm. Sometimes we don't we don't trust the people who are speaking into our lives. So we can't we blind ourselves to what they see. And that trust extends from ourselves. We don't trust ourselves with ourselves. Let's play with that word trust. Okay. You oh know, I'm, I, I got a hella trust issues, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And let me, let me answer the first but question. I, go ahead. Go play. ahead. Um, I actually did almost die. True story. I don't know if you all know the story. I was at a doctor's appointment. I was talking with my doctor. I started suddenly feeling nauseous. I fainted in the exam room. When I came back to myself, I was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, my God. And I was trapped in my own body, l- rapidly losing my ability to speak. It's been October 10th this year will be three years since that has happened. And one of the things that has been a challenge for me is that experience of literally trapped in my body, watching myself die. I'm in the process of dying. They're pulling out the crash carts. They're getting ready to hook me up, and I'm trapped in my body watching all this play. I can hear everything that the doctors are saying. I can see what's going on around me, but I can't communicate with anybody. For me, one of the struggles with that is, is it put a fear inside of me that I've never experienced before. I'm, I wrestle with that a lot, you know, and it, it really caused me to struggle with who I am, my own, my own identity, and my own sense of self-worth to myself because the dreams I had, the visions I, I had, the things I saw myself doing, I realized I didn't really accomplish any of that. I haven't accomplished any of that because I was too busy ch- chasing futile pursuits. And I never would trust myself or the people who were, who were strategically placed in my life at certain points and intervals enough to step out on faith and move in those arenas. <clears throat> I thank God for the three of you because here I am and it has come back around again. I have now have three brothers in my life that's right who all have a unique and different perspective and purpose and i'm realizing i'm learning how to trust you all right so when you when you say see something in me where you're going to speak things into my own life i'm learning how to even though i may not see it in the moment but i trust you enough right to be able to see to be able to look at my, back at myself through your lenses and it has taken me 49 years almost dying and a whole lot of life just to come to this point. All right. Because I, I learned very early not to trust. You could not trust the people who say they love you, the people who say they're there for you, because inevitably they're only there for you for what they can get out of you. 
Right. Once they've gotten what they want out of you, you have no more value to them. Right. In growing up in that fashion, I could not truly see the true value of myself. Right. I'm glad that I am where I am now, that I am surrounded by people who can speak into me. That's right. Who can see me from vantage points in areas that I can't see myself. Right. And that I actually can legitimately trust their perspective. Right. Right. That's that's, that's uh, powerful right there. Wow. Three years after death, right? Right. That's what I'm going to call this. Man, because... do you what do you value now? Like for me, you get a start over. You get a start over like most people don't get, right? So you you met the flat line basically. And then woke up and said, Bing, yeah, great. And I'm not to take anything away from the trauma that comes from potentially dying. But there's a whole for me, I'm looking at it, there's there's a whole new life and a whole new opportunity presented to you. Yo, what's happening, family? It's your boy Trainier. They also call me Trey. You in here with the odd fellas, and y'all already know what it is. Superman don't go nowhere without his cape. If you feeling us, if you liking what we talking about, like, share, subscribe, and remember, this is Trey, and you're having common conversations with the odd fellas. Peace and love. Have you? begun to look at it in that sense. I mean, cause you, you know, this very question, what happens if you, you know, if you know you're going to die in six months, bro, you at the table almost died. Right. right. It's time, you know, it's time to live. Right. Like the heart, it's easy to die. Mm. It real, it's real fucking easy to die. Facts. Right. I know enough people in my life who have died. I know enough people who have tried to, who committed suicide. I know enough people who have died by the hands of someone else. Easy to die. Fucking hard as hell to live this life. Right. Right. But you you faced it. You win. Bruh, you got a whole different story. My opinion. I reserve the right to be wrong. Right. No, you're right. And I think for for me, and I've been thinking about this, matter of fact, all week long with everything that's going on, learning how to let go of things that I've held on to that have truly, truly weighed me down. It's hard for someone to put something in your hand and give you something new when you won't let go of the very thing that you're holding on to. Wow. And I'm, I heard a, a preacher say it like this. God is desperately trying to get you to let go of the things that you are desperately trying to hold on to. Have wow. you let go? Have you let go of them? Any of them yet? Actually, yes, I have. Cool. I have let go of them. It's, it's hard. It's challenging. Sure. Because these things were life to me. They, they had significant value and meaning to me. But I, because of that, I don't think I was able to see the, the real weight that they were. Uh, and how they weighed me down and how they at certain points and intervals really hindered me from achieving the, the things that I know that I'm capable of, mm-hmm. things that I know I want to do. All right. So when I look at it, you know, six months, what would I do? You know, and Miguel slightly stole my answer um, in the sense that I've always wanted to get an RV, drive down the East Coast, and look at all the, the lighthouses because I love lighthouses. Mm-hmm. It's something that I love. All right. You know, it's. And learning how to not live my life for the pleasure of other people. Right. But learning how to live my life for the things that I enjoy, the things that make me happy, the things that are my purpose. Right. Because I've poured out my life for other people. Welcome. A freaking man. But I, not, but not so all so, in the air. Just, but, <laughs> ah, but hold on. In, in a, in a very hear me particular kind of way, though, that is part of your gift. 
Like, you are a really giving person. Remember I said last week, service to many leads to greatness. Mm -hmm. And you are always in service to people. So there's greatness. But I hear you. Like, I don't want you to think I didn't hear you right there because I did. And I appreciate that because I I, I do want to be who I authentically am. And you're right. That is a part of who I am. 100%. So um, being who I am, but also not being trapped by other people's perception of who I am either. Right. Mm. Right. Um, we got a comment earlier from in another one from David. Uh, trust is allowing your vulnerability to be exposed with individuals. I, I would say, yeah, right. I agree with that because we talking about, you know, trusting people, even trusting the process. Sometimes, you know, you can get frustrated because the process is not going as the way you thought it should go. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get frustrated, but maybe you do that privately, but publicly you present like everything's all, all good, but privately you're. <laughs> but, but maybe sometimes it's okay to publicly be like, yo, this is fucked up. Exactly. That's the process sucks. Exactly. It, ain't, it ain't working. Like we, right. we've been taught, we've been taught to hide the challenges that we face. Yes. We've been taught to, to hide, you know, this, the struggle. Right. Right. But it's okay to be like, yo, I'm struggling. Right. Things ain't working out. Right. I'm taking all the right steps. I'm doing everything I know how to do. Right. But I'm not reaching my place. Right. When you can be that honest and you can be that vulnerable. Yes. That's the enlightenment. Yes. Because people can't assist you until they know the truth. Facts. When you live a lie, when your sole fucking existence is a story that you told yourself and it's not true. Do know that you are repeating that same lie to everybody else. Right. And they only can trust you based on what you show them. That's right. Wise man once said to me, my man, M, he said, Gail, you got trust issues. I said, you know this, but I trust you. What's up? He said, do you trust the mailman? I said, no. He said, I'm going to ask you this again. I said, all right. He said, do you trust the mailman? I said, yeah, I trust him to put my mail in the mailbox sometimes. Mm. He said, do you trust him to pay your bills? I said, nah, it ain't his responsibility. He said, but again, do you trust him to pay your bills? I said, nah, but I do I do trust him to put the bill in the box. He broke down trust in just that simple phrase. Everybody's got a role. Trust them in their role. Right. Everybody mm. got a role. Trust them in their role. Right. On top of that, trust people based on what they show you. Right. 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 At one point in time, I, I didn't trust anyone no matter what I saw. Wow. Even the people who showed me, I could trust them. Right. And I'm going to tell you who I didn't trust the most. The person who said you can trust me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because they told me that I couldn't trust them because they had to convince me to trust them. They brought it right. up. Right. But when my man broke it down to me, no line was like, yo, Gail, trust the mailman to put the mail in the mailbox. He ain't going to pay the bills. I was like, man, that's a light bulb. Right. That was the aha moment. Right. That was the moment that I looked at everybody for the value that they gave me, the trust that they gave me. They taught me. We teach people how to trust. If I want you to trust me, what I do with you for you is teaching you how to trust. If I tell you I'm a show up five and I always show up at six, you can now trust that I will never be on time. Wow. Don't distrust, but trust that I am not going to be on time. Right. If you tell me I can't and I don't know, well, then I can trust that you can't and you don't know. Right. So if I ask you to do something that you've never done before, I can trust you won't try. 
We have to do that, right? I trust me more than I trust anybody else because I know me is not going to let me down. Wow. Let that breathe. Right? And I think that's how we have to be individually. Yep. And then when we come together as a group, because if I trust me and I'm honest with me, then I can be honest with you. And then I can say, yes, let's do a thing. And we can all trust that we're going to do a thing. Right. So let's get in the RV and travel. Yeah. Right. Let's live this life to the fullest because I can trust me in that relationship. All right. Now, we still we still get God's greatest gift, which is to make decisions. And them decisions ain't always the smartest. Right, right, right. Right. But that's choice. Right. So there it is, right? But man, if if six months, scrap that. 48, 72 hours. All right. We do not know if I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Real talk. We can end this show. We can all go home and I don't wake up. One thing I need y'all to say is that motherfucker did pretty much everything he said he was going to do. Some things didn't pan out. Yeah, you 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 know, you do. You are a master executor. You know, I'm going <laughs> to get it done. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I want everybody to live that. Yeah. Everybody should live that. You should wake up tomorrow and be like, yo, this is what I'm doing today. Yes, I'm going to go to work. Cool. But I'm not about to give this magical fucking institution my life. There it is. For percentages of my true value. Right. You know, I'm going to take my kid to work with me. Fuck you. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to go into the park. We going fishing. I got this. I'm going to the range. We going to shoot. We going to play some video games. We going to jump in a car and drive to Virginia just because we can. Don't have to have rhyme or reason, but I'm going to live this life. You want to be an actor? Wake up tomorrow and start acting. That's right. Get a script. Who cares if you're good? Who cares if you're not? Write the script. Write the script. All that. I was just having a conversation uh, maybe a week ago, maybe a little less, uh, with a friend. And I was, you know, he's a close friend. So we going back and forth, you know, how guys do when you're cool friends. I was having this conversation with him about giving that institution you speak of, you know, quote unquote, the J-O-B, giving them 120 percent and you not giving yourself 120 percent. I was like, bro, what? Something's something's off here. Like, some no, absolutely not. Like, I cannot give a institution a hundred and twenty, and I don't give myself a hundred and twenty. Yeah, how am I gonna give you my best days? I, I can't give you the best parts of me and not give it to myself too. No, nah, that's a that's a collaborative agreement in my world. Like, if I'm gonna give you the best of me, you damn sure gonna give me the best of you. Man, that's a marriage, man. And so we was going back and forth. You know, to your point, maybe he don't trust himself. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that's what you got me for. Because if you if you don't believe in yourself, borrow my belief in, in you until yours kicks in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right there. You know what I'm saying? Right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, borrow mine in you. Uh, and we had a deeper conversation, but that's a private thing. Borrow my belief in, in you until yours kicks in. Hmm. True story. You nice. know, so, and, and, and then from there... Over time, you can start to trust yourself because you went off that inspiration. Webster's, again, definition of inspiration is to breathe life into, right? Right. That's what I want to do. I want to breathe life into people. We was debating and going back and forth as guys do. There was a message in there. Fight for you. Fight for yourself. Fight for your dream. Fight for your development. Fight for your growth. Fight for your hunger. Fight for your namesake, right? True. Trust yourself. 
Absolutely. And if you don't, again, build it. Build Get it. it. Day by day. What, Absolutely. What is the next right move for me to make? When I was little, and we said this in one of the early shows, you know, I was I grew up in an abused household, and and when I was little, my mom had to had to re refocus me, retool me. Sure. And uh, one of the things that she did was she used to have me write on posted notes all the great values that I am. Right. I'm smart. Right. I can do anything. That's right. Right. If you don't trust yourself. That's one of the things, you know, I'll, I'll tell our listeners right now, go get a post and write it down. But like, I can trust me. I can tell me the truth and face it. Wow. The hardest thing is facing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can tell me the truth and I can trust me. Wow. Right. You know, I can learn to trust others based on what they show me. That's right. Right. And that's what this whole thing lies, trust and death. That's, that's right. all we have that's right. in, in a nutshell. Right. We can be our greatest assets. We can be our greatest lovers. Huh? <laughs> right, 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 right. You let know that, what I mean? If we, if we let, let that breathe. Yeah, right? let that breathe. Yeah, right. let that breathe. Sometimes. You know, lotion and, lo, lotion and KY goes a long way. Woo! Let's get a little heavy in here. I had to lighten it up a little bit. That's important. And I like what you just said. I can tell me the truth and I can trust me. One of the things that flows out of that is focus. Mm. Yes. Focus by definition is any fine-tuned adjustment needed for clarity. I like in the old radios, they used to have the, the big dial on the side. If you lifted them up and under, and there was another knob that said fine-tuned. It would move that dial in smaller increments. And sometimes we get stuck on how many steps we're making. No, focus. Fine-tuned adjustments needed for clarity. And sometimes to have the clarity to make the next step, we need to sharpen our focus right where we are. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Those fine-tune adjustments. Absolutely. So that we can have clarity to make the next step and each step that comes after that. Part of this conversation, and we talked about, we were, we were throwing around this word trust and, and, yes. and lies, and we were throwing around the words death. And one of the things that we, we said to each other is, the next question would be, when is the first time that you broke trust? Okay with someone and this can be yourself right 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 right. it can be with yourself or an individual and you know without too compromising because we public (laughs) right 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 yeah so i'm gonna answer it because it's two questions and i'll get both of mine out the way it's two questions when was the first time that someone broke your trust and you broke someone else's trust true story right the first time that i can remember and and we're talking about something solid Right. We're not talking about the frivolous stuff that just be in the air like we're not. That's nothing. But the real stuff, the first time I broke someone's trust, the first time someone broke my trust was maybe at 16, 16, 15, somewhere in there. I trusted a young lady. Right. And it backfired on me and it went a totally different direction than I didn't see coming. I was blinded, you know, by all the you know, I was yeah. blinded and it caught me slipping. You know, I was I was uh like, dang, I ain't see that one come. Like it hit me like, oh, hold on, champ. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, whoa, I didn't you know, you know, when they tell you to duck <laughs> <laughs> when the when the trainer tell you to duck. <laughs> you took it muddy bow, man. Muddy blow. I took it <laughs> I, I took that one flush on the chin. You know, I'll tell you the interesting part is the following year, right? I broke somebody else's trust. 
She taught you. And in almost the same fashion, the excellent part about it, you know, because when we talk about tr- uh, truth or trust, lies, and, and, and death and all that stuff, you know, really it's, it's information, right? And so the, the cool part about that is I learned that lesson and I've never repeated that mistake ever again. And I was 17 years old when I broke her trust. You know, I, I, I talked about this with you guys at Damon's house when we had dinner. True story. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but, but I cheated on a young lady at 17 years old, right? And I broke her trust and just seeing her face. And I was like, oh, snap. When I told her she didn't find out in the streets, I told her, right? Mm. And I seen her face when I told her. And I realized exactly what I meant to her, right, in that mm. moment, right? And I vowed to myself to never, ever repeat that mistake ever again. And I haven't to this day. And I just turned 43 yesterday. Let's go. All right. 7777. Seven, seven, seven. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and so, and so. The but, laws. Yeah, 100%. The laws seven. Y'all need to look that up. Exactly. But I guess you could say I learned it the previous year and then turned around and executed. I don't even know if that's a, a cool excuse. Like, I just took it on the chin. I was out of pocket. Yeah. Like, ain't no point to think. I was just wrong. I was out of bounds. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was in violation. And, and you human and you grew and you learned from it. Right. And I think that's a beautiful thing. 100%. Never, never even got close to repeating that mistake ever again in life. Our flaws make us better in life. Facts. You know. Facts. And it speaks to your character. Yeah. Yeah. But I seen that face and I was like, oh. And I was like, I don't ever want to repeat that mistake again. And I be like, I'm the cause of it. I don't ever want to see that face on a lady again. And I'd be the cause of it. Yeah. I just, no, I, I wouldn't go with that. I was crippled. Got you. Got real, you. Real quick. Uh, Nikki just asked an interesting question for your trainer. It says, is that why you're, you aren't married? Afraid to repeat? No, I'm not afraid to repeat because I'm 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 good with my behavior now. Mm-hmm. Like I know what who I am and what I am. So, no, that's not why I'm married. I just think I'm very particular about who I connect my name to. Like I'm even like that. Even the the football coach that I coach with, one the first thing he said to me is, "Hey man, I know you ain't great coach with everybody. No, I'm not because I'm not great. Connect my name to everything. Like I can connect my name to Miguel. I know who he is. I know what he's about." You know what I mean? I've spent years before we did anything as far as business-wise, before we did anything together. Like, we talked True a lot. story. I got to know Damon. I got to know you over this process. And one of the things that I know about you is that you always mention your family, right? I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and the guy said, you might be a six-figure earner. You might be able to go out here and make money and do all these amazing things, but you suck as a husband, Mm. but you suck as a father, right? So are you really winning? And one thing I know about you is your family is top of the line for you. I've learned that over these weeks. And so, no, I know who I am and what I'm about, and I'm not afraid to repeat those mistakes or anything. I'm I, Like I said, I don't even get close to that. But I don't even put myself in situations where that could even be a, you know, people say, oh, yeah, it just happened. It, I tripped. and No. no that never, right. That's not you. It's like, oh. I'm just not buying it. Like, I'm a guy. I'm just not buying it. If you knew six weeks ago you wanted to hit it. You just fell into the girl. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you knew six weeks ago you wanted to hit it. Splash. Oh, how did I get in that? But, you know, at the end of the day, no, that's not why I'm not married. But I am very, very particular about who or what I connect my name to. 
Respect. So. It's crazy because I was, I think about, I think about trust in that relationship. My, my forge in life in the beginning was built on distrust. Yes. Right. So I was taught to be dishonest, yeah. trained to be it, beaten in some degree to be ambiguous. Right. So I guess I tell the story two ways. Right. So as a kid, leaving one abusive household and going to another created a whole different kind of dynamic for me because, you know, I left my stepfather's house into my, into my father's home and my father was psychologically abusive and sometimes physically and all his, and all the great things that he did do, that was still part of it. Right. And so he, he taught me how not to trust men. Um, but he also taught me how not to trust someone who you ought to trust. Right. And, and, and I learned that at a really young age. Right. And so in that, my, my very nature became extremely deceptive. Right. And I remember another time as I flipped this, the same story is, you know, I went back to my stepfather's household and he was, you know, beating my mom and, you know, and, and things were going on. And, uh, I remember, I remember playing outside with a little kid, didn't know him, which is maybe barbecue cookout. I don't know. And I remember going out and I was playing with this kid and, you know, kids, kids talk, kids share. Right. So he, he apparently was asking me questions. And so I began to share what my life was like without understanding that there are repercussions for what I'm sharing. And so he apparently goes back and tells his mom and his dad and, and whatever's going on. And, uh, and so later on that evening, I go back to where I'm standing, I'm standing at the uncle's house. And, and, uh, and my uncle was like, I can't believe you told that kid everything that's happening in your house. And then they whooped me for it. So yep. I got beat yep. for telling somebody that I get beat. Right. Telling the truth. And then that created a whole nother layer of my deception. Right. So I was trained to be deceptive, beat into a lifestyle. So for me, you know, I don't know that I was honest with a lot of people for a long time, only because I existed in a, I existed in that world. And, and from a child to, you know, probably maybe a teenager, like a lot of my, my friends when I was a kid, they'd be like, dude, you mean as shit, right? <laughs> but it, it wasn't until one day I, I woke up and realized that, you know, this life that I am, who I am, who I want to become, then I have to redefine this. You know, love my wife because Tia, Tia has been really, really kind of a guide through this, this, this process of undoing a lot of the damage that adults do to children. Wow. Or, and specifically did to me. But she taught me that I could trust. She also taught me how to trust people. And I, I've had some other friends that have come around there too. So I, I can answer that question hands down and say between elementary school to high school, I probably was the honest, most untrustworthy person you could ever meet. Repeat that, please. I was the honest, most untrustworthy person you could meet. So you would just tell people, I'm great, get you on. I tell you whatever you needed to hear for me to do what I needed to do. Gotcha. Wow. And I hadn't, there was no, there was no rhyme or reason for it. I didn't make up shit. I created shit. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the scary part is, so one of the things is, is as a kid, they taught me how to be a thief. Right. 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 I could break into your house. I could, you know, my dad used to tell me when I was in second grade that if it wasn't in the package, it belonged to me. So I started shaking, taking shit out of the package. Because if it wasn't in the package, it belonged to me. So fuck it. Take it out the package. Wow. Right. But it, it took time to undo that. Yeah. It took time to for me to be trustworthy to myself. Right. When I realized that 
one of my things is I hate liars, right? In this little conversation, you, you're starting to understand why. As I came to be who I consider I am today, you know, an honest person who believes in not cheating people, who believes in not stealing from people, sometimes so much that I allow people to abuse situations. When I look at that, it's all those lessons. It's all the relationships. And, you know, got to love my wife because she's been, you know, instrumental and be like, yo, she used to tell me all the time. She's like, babe, you are one of the most ambiguous people I've ever met. Because I would, you know, because I didn't want to lie, but I would never tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so that, those are my first times. Those are, you know, but since then, life as an adult is a different thing. But I think that just goes back to, you know, we got to face the things that, that haunt us. That's right. We got to face the things that, that would hold us back. That's right. And we have to be honest with ourselves. That's like, I can't be this dude if I'm not honest about that. Right. Right. I got to play my role because at some point we, we had these conversations sometimes in the family where we talk about surviving trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. Part of surviving trauma is admitting when you decided to stay in it. Parts of it is not your fault. But at some point in time, things become a decision. Mm-hmm. And this is just my ideology and my opinion. Right. 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 You know, and when I decided not to be that thing that they created. Right. I get to be me. But I had to be honest with it. It's interesting, though. How much our lives parallel? I hear about yours. I, I recognize in the, I, things in my own, because I I grew up in a household that I that I now realize was very hostile to the very thing that I was, because I I heard the the statements I could have been this if you hadn't have been born. Damn, I could have done this if I hadn't had you. Wow. I heard about the displeasure that was that was felt because I was born and I was a boy. And I wasn't what was wanted. Right. I remember you saying that. I've come to a point where I forgive. I have forgiveness in in regards to the situation. But I do realize and can recognize how it shaped and molded my ability to trust women. Because you're telling me one thing. You're you're telling me your life could have been so much greater, different if I wasn't here. But you continue to keep me here so that you can have that emotional kicking stone. Don't get me wrong. I love my mother, but this is my life. So I also learned how to be very ambiguous. I learned how to tell just enough of what was going on to not make it look like a lie, even though it wasn't the whole truth, you know, because in, in the, in the vein of keeping up appearances, because there were times we were homeless. There were times that, you know, my sister was in the hospital. We didn't have a place to stay. I would sleep in the car. My mother would go and, and stay in my sister's room. She'd come get me in the, in the morning, go into the hospital, clean up in the bathroom, and go to school. This was my life. I learned that I cannot trust you with my life. But at the same point, I have nowhere else to go. I remember um, there were, this is the first time I'm going to say this out loud, I guess. I came to a point in the ninth grade. I, I, was, I was tired of the, of the abuse. I was tired of the mental and the emotional abuse. I was tired of, of not being wanted. I was tired of praying every night. God, just let me wake up and be a girl. And I knew I would be loved at that point. And it came to a breaking point for me, ninth grade. And um, we were in this four-room house. We all slept in one room. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was just done. Walking to the kitchen, got the biggest knife we had in the, in the house, and stood over the beds of my mother and my sister. And my sheer plan was to kill both of them and kill myself because I just didn't want to hurt like that anymore. This was the absolute first time for me that I've experience the presence of God as I knew it. I grew up in the church and it was just a very calming sensation. It was almost like a light shone around me 
And as I stood there, I just began to cry. And um, after after I don't know how long of a time I stood there, but then I just went, put the knife back in the kitchen, went and got in my bed and went to sleep. Woke up the next morning, nothing changed. It was the same, same thing. But within me was a, a degree of peace. It is it is taking a lot for me to get to where I am now. And I credit key, key women in my life. My grandmother, my youngest son's mother, my youngest son's grandmother, as well as his great-grandmother. My uncle Ray, who enabled me or taught me to see women in a totally different light. That's right. And what, without these people strategically placed in my life when they came into my life, I would probably be dead today. Wow. You know, uh, like I said, I woke up, nothing changed. High school is trying. Attempted suicide twice. Came close the second time, close to the first. And Angel, my wife, she is amazing. You know, your wife, I've known you all for 10 years and we've talked over time. People, women who have come into my life and shown me that I can trust them right. with me, that they're not out to destroy me. They're, they're not out to um, take from me and be able to see how they want to give and how they love. I think that's how my trust was broken. And out of that, I, shoot, I lived recklessly for years. I ain't going to lie. Wow. Reckless. Wow. There <laughs> um, it is. And, you know, really operate out of a mindset that, you know, I want you to hurt as much as I'm hurting. Mm. Wow. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to identify a thing that, that you want most and give you a piece of it and then take it from you. Got you. Got you. And that's, that's just how I lived. Being, right. being able to look in the mirror at myself right, and honestly be able to honestly identify what's really there and not afraid anymore to see, see and understand who I am. You know, being transparent, have, have had and have those conversations with my sons because, you know, I was not a father to them in the way I needed to be or nor in the way I even wanted to be. You just mentioned about when did you decide to stay in it? Realizing for me that it was more comfortable to stay in in that place of distrust because I knew all the players of the game, I knew all the moves, and I could make them, than to strive to get out of it. And that's where that's, that's where I was for a good portion of my early early life and early adult life. Roger. Wow. Tia decided she wanted to jump in this joint, and uh, so we we want to see if she's she's there with us. And uh, hey. can, what's going on, lady? Oh, can y'all hear me? Yes, yeah. and they can see you too. Oh, awesome, awesome! Hey, odd fellas, how y'all doing? Hey, <laughs> I don't, I don't have anything. I just kind wanted to like be in the room. He did just hit it with the hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. You, you feel, you know, for those of y'all who are listening to the podcast, here is our local own LCSW. And so she corrects us. And she's also our, our historian. And then mother. And then mother, um, <laughs> who talk. keeps us on path. Uh, and so sometimes, you know, the, the silent text message or the poke uh, from Facebook, you know, comes from, from that world. So right. thank you for chiming in here. You, you know, you speak at, at will. Uh, Damon, what are your thoughts? You know, you want to jump in here, brother? Um, about trust. I'll, my, my brain works in weird ways sometimes. And I went from trust to teamwork because you have to have to, to for our team to work um, with the with the football player in the room especially the quarterback 
is man, that's a great example. It's the only reason I really like football, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> because you need eleven guys. You need eleven, and and, and it's Fine. the weakest link. You need eleven guys. Everybody has to be doing the same thing. That's that has right. has to be on the same page, and everything is timing. And it that's took right. me a long time to get that. And so that went, I went from trust to teamwork to something I wrote down earlier when we were talking about. Uh, you know, lies and death and all that stuff. And I wrote down, slavery is America's original sin. Rugged individualism is its lie. Mm. Say that again. Slavery is America's original sin. Rugged individualism is its lie. Mm. What does that mean? Okay, so we, so you watch cowboy movies, right? We yes. watch, we, we, uh, every, like, I watch a lot of movies. I don't watch as many movies as Trainer, evidently, but I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> And it always is the protagonist against all odds by himself. Like he's the hero, da, 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 da. And we always talk about the individual accomplishments of celebrities. We talk about the individual, you know, in history, we talk about individual, individual compliments. Facts. And people talk about, well, you know, you can't get yours because it's your fault. That's how people deny systemic racism. Right. Facts. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, I want to look at some of those people as like you find one person who ever did anything by themselves. I'll wait. Facts. Facts. Real talk. I'll wait because that you'll never, ever find that. And what and the quicker that we we meaning all of us, not just black people, not. I mean, I've, I've said this over and over again. If we could ever figure out how to reach poor white people, this shit is over. That's the truth. That, that that might just be the movement that we're looking at today, but let's go. That's the God's honest truth of it, because once they figure out that they've been lied to, once they've been figured out that they've been fooled and they've been because they use the same they've been using the same um, same tricks throughout our, throughout American history. I've uh, listened to uh, White Rage. Um, yeah, a book by Carol Anderson. I was like, "Holy, oh, pardon my language, holy shit!" It's you, can, you can have a dollar. It's literally <laughs> the same playbook every time they say, "Okay, we're going to do this." Like all the milestones, like with Lincoln or with you know with the Civil Rights Movement. Like it, it explained how, okay, we're going to give you this piece and then scale it back and then use use poor white people against black people while the rich get richer. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because, oh, it's you got to do it on your own. I, I did it by myself. Why can't you do it yourself? That's not how anything works. It's interesting you say that because I always tell kids, if somebody tells you they made it to the top by themselves, they lying to you. Run. True right. Story. They're trying to sell you something. Real facts. Right. They, they just killed the guy that was on top of the hill. That's how they sitting there. Right, right, right. right. Rockefeller. Right. Um. <laughs> but, uh, but, but also – also, you said something when you was talking about the quarterback and all that, and that's why you like football, all that stuff. It made me think just for a split second, quarterback is the most glorified position on the team. Sure. Right? Every, who, which one of y'all is a quarterback? You know, all that. That's where the money is. That's where the money is. That's what the first position that's discussed, right? Absolutely. So yeah. most glorified position on the team, right? It's also the most dependent position. On the team. Absolutely. Quarterback without a line, without the running back, without the receivers, he's nothing. You're right handed or left handed? I'm right handed. So you're left so you're left tackle, correct? Yes. I'm I'm I am i am not that good with football, but, but so your left so your left tackle is the most important person to, to you. One hundred You know what I mean? Like you don't have that guy, yes. it's a wrap, no matter how good your arm is. That's why we call him insurance. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. So like, you know, that's right. 
that that's something that we need to we need to get that it's we as in everybody we right. need to get that we need each other 100 percent. we need each other that and that tr- and tr- that's where it comes into the whole trust that we've been talking about the whole theme of the show right if you can't do that if we can't trust each other nothing gets done that's right truthfully we're gonna kick that word need out the window though there we go. You know, we we gonna You're keep right. that work. Right. It, it it is required of us. That's right. To work together. It is required 100%. of us right. to work. Let me let me take it back. Then it is required of Absolutely. us to work together to get where we want to go. Absolutely. Shout out to who? What's her uh, name? Miss Miss Anta Fields. Not Anta. Sorry, Miss Faye. Miss Faye Allen. I apologize. I don't even know how Anta's name came in my mouth. Miss Faye Allen, who breaks that down and teaches us wise lessons. Real talk. I apologize. Absolutely. I don't even know how that happened. Um, Tia saying something, but uh, Tia, did you want to say something? I, you know, I don't. I'm really just enjoying this this whole observation because y'all y'all talked about so much tonight. I was even listening to y'all when I went and got my own beverage because I looked and see where y'all chirp chirp because that's the name of the game. Everybody grab a beverage when yeah. you come see us. That's right. Up, that's right. It's well, imp- yes, well, Kyle. It's imperative I to have a beverage. I like this idea about being a dead Tasty mother. Beverage. I just kind of sit back and watch some stuff right now. Thank you, Demont. Um, you know, for that. So yeah, I don't really have anything yet to say. You all are covering it. Y'all are doing a good y'all are doing a good job tonight. Okay. Okay. Hey, y'all don't need me to validate you for that. Bro. Y'all don't y'all don't need validation that. is always a beautiful thing, no matter yes, where it, it comes from. So yes, you know, we we don't need but validations are required and we are we will accept them. We appreciate absolutely validation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, lies, truth, and death. I mean, the reality of it is, is that you know, America is a uh, a farce, uh, full of shit. Definitely, if you're black and poor, and uh, or or an, or considered an indigenous people, mm-hmm. right? This whole concept of American dream was a bunch of wealth, lies, and a whole lot of lack of truth. Right? You know, they were a bunch of wealthy, rich white men from another country who basically told each other a bunch of lies that they created was truth and right. stole a bunch of people and. Right. Made them do a bunch of work, and here we are today. So, and it's much easier to do that when it's much easier to stay uh, in that when you not only are on top, you get to make the, all the rules to stay on top. Absolutely, Real absolutely. Top. And right. so, the craziest brainwashing thing that that we all fall into is still listening to them. We still absorb their colonial dialogue, their 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 pamphlets, right? You know, every commercial that runs on television, the whole banking concept. The whole concept of government to some degree, this two party system alleged. Right. You know, we still listen to the very people we still want to trust the very people who have shown us time and time again that they are not trustworthy. Right. We can trust we can trust them to lie. Right. We can trust them to be deceptive. We can trust them to be brutal. We can trust them to rape. Hmm. We can we can trust all the things that they have showed us time and time again and that they showed us rest in peace Breonna Taylor David okay. McAtee George Floyd they show us every day how to trust them should we hell no nah. right I know that if I get pulled over it's likely I'm gonna die that's what I can trust that's yeah. what I can trust I can trust that our political system was never built for anyone who was black brown or poor Correct. I can trust that right I can trust that the economic system took gold, something of real value, as they raped it and pulled it out of Africa and told the rest of the world that this piece of paper that we put God we trust on 
is more valuable than actual elements of the earth. We can trust that what's said and what's actually done are two different things. True story. Don't sign a treaty. Native Americans, indigenous folks know it true. Say that, baby. What'd you say? What train there say? I say said, it again. I said we can trust that what's said and what's actually done are two different things. You're right. And I think that's how that's how we live. Like as I was listening to to Damon's story, as I was listening to him kind of process that it really pinpoints how it is that we decide how we are going to survive. So, you know, around the ages of what, what, maybe seven, eight, nine, you know, I'll just keep it real simple. We make some real solid decisions based upon experiences that we've had about how we are going to survive people. And and I, I often see this country in that way. Like Miguel used to get on me all the time because I used to say, you know, one thing that I learned and it was not only from society in general, but, you know, also at times from my parents was how to how to make sure that white people felt comfortable. And that is how I have really survived is they like how we run. They like how we dance. They like how we sing. I sing. And I don't mind that. I really don't. Guess it's, it's one of the gifts that that guy gave me. That's right. Yeah, but, I also, but I also know that it's something that that has helped me to help people get comfortable. And so what I can trust about the and I love I love Miguel's definition of of trust. You know, I can I can trust based upon what you've done over time cuz trust is consistency over time. That's right. Trust is consistency over time. If you a liar, I can trust that you going to lie. That's right. You know, if you a thief, I can trust that you going to be a thief. Cause consistently you have been a liar and you have been a thief. And, and at the same time, if you're a person who has been a giving person, I can trust that you're going to do that too. So my response many times had been to adjust myself according to what it is that, that I trust about you. I don't know how, why I got into that, why I got into that tangent, but there was something about what you said, um, trainer that really just kind of triggered some if not all of that so i'm sorry if i got you all off on off track but yes no that was that was excellent that was excellent as you all were talking about trust i I want us to not forget uh, the the depth of maria's statement last week about the system isn't broke that is doing exactly we can trust that it's doing exactly what it was designed to do yeah true story no offense that didn't land on me yes it landed that it, it didn't land on me the way it landed on you guys, and here's why. And I, and I mean this as a compliment because I know those two. I'm pointing at the screen and Miguel mm-hmm. because I know those two. That did I already understood that the system was already broken. It was not broken. It was built that way. Right, right. And I wasn't surprised that Suge already knew that. You know what I mean? Like when it landed, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 to be expected. One is true. Two, it came out of a Hamilton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Real talk, facts. Like, th- th- did, he, th- did you say a Hamilton? That did I works. say Hamilton? We, hey, Hampton. I, I, my Hampton. last name is a slave name just, and an adopted name. You can up. call Sorry, me my bad, want. my let's, bad. Let's go. Hey, it, was, it, was, it came from a Hampton. I can actually erase that. So now, um, but it came, from, <laughs> it, it, it came from a Hampton. It was, it was truth. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, cool. I just wanted to dr- throw that in there because it was like, well, why is everybody so shocked about that? Hold on, go ahead, Tia, real quick. What'd you say? What? No, no, no. I was, you know what? And, and that was very interesting because for the longest time, see, names are very powerful. And, you know, for the longest time, Miguel used to say, well, you know, Hampton's a slave name, you know, but I, I was like, you know what? This is what's important. 
And there was something that David had said in the um in the comments about, you know, this is this is all very sad, but we need to push the energy and and push the energy forward is that, you know, despite how you felt, despite how Miguel felt about his name, um, it, it was really important for him to begin to redefine what the name Hampton meant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is extremely important. So no matter what it is that we've learned um, from the people who had the power to teach us, if we've learned things that have not necessarily been beneficial or learned things that have been unhealthy and Miguel is, is right. Like it, it, at a certain point in time, when you're in a, in an abusive relationship, if you can, if you've been able to kind of move yourself away from it a bit, abusers teach us how to self abuse people or, or toxic people can teach us over time how to self abuse. So even if we're out of that situation, we will continue that same abuse. So if, if he continued to believe that Hampton was just a slave name, it meant nothing. I made it very clear to him that he now has a daughter. He now has a daughter who her only name has only been Hampton. Wow. My name is Tia, my name is Tia Williams Hampton, and so you know, and 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 that was indicative to me because the name Williams to me meant something incredible. That's to right. Me. It meant something incredible to me. Now you don't know any history about my father. Well, some of you may, you know, but he didn't come from anything according to him either. But he came from richness. To me, he came from tons of richness. So I think that you know you're you're right. It's about how we redefine ourselves. It's this. It's the second principle um, in the Nguzu Saba. It's Kujijakalia. It's self determination. It's being able to name ourselves, to define ourselves, and to tell our own stories. And I believe that that's where we are um, in in this country. And the cool thing is that at this point in time, it, it appears that other people are starting to believe or research or find out that the stories we've been telling about ourselves are true. So it's not just that we're all terrible and that we're all lazy or dumb or, or don't achieve in a certain way. It's that we have a history that we have survived, um, that we have thrived, that we have made it. And we can do that for ourselves individually as well. So I just wanted to jump in there and and say that that we really it, it's it's cool to kind of you know acknowledge where we come from, but pushing the energy forward, you know, how do we continue to continue with this momentum that we have right now um, as as a country, not just as a people, because we have we have people joining us now. Like, hey, I hear your story now. I never heard these stories before. I get it now. I get it now. And so at a certain point in time, we're going to decide to either stay in that in that narrative of you've done this stuff to us, okay? Or we're going to say, okay, you've done this stuff to us and this is how we're going to to move on and move forward in order to in order to achieve. And this country is going to be very challenging though because we have we definitely have forces that work against that and I will not be convinced otherwise. True story. That's that's, right. that's, a, <laughs> that's where I am. Ridiculously with it. obvious. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. ridiculously obvious. Wow, we we approaching our cutoff time, fellas. Well, let me say this, and Dude, then you I can't know, believe I'm about uh, to say this. Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm gonna do a quick little trainering, real quick. Go for it. Uh, it's training. <laughs> oh my goodness! You're welcome. Um, you know, through this podcast, this episode that we've, you know, talked through here tonight, I just want to remind people to be you. 
you know, be unapologetically you. Go for the things that are in your heart. Fight for it. Claw for it. Strive for it. Achieve for it. And, and, and believe that you can do it. And again, if you don't believe, borrow my belief in you until yours kicks in. You can do these things. The good Lord placed it in your heart for a reason. And it wasn't just to sit it there. And so uh, that book, that that business, that podcast, that cookbook, hint, hint, you know, whatever the creative, fancy little ideas that you have, you know, mustering up in your mind, go for it. You know, just 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 let us know and uh, we'd be honored to assist in any way. You know, go for it, man. You know, this is your time. Your time is now. Again, if January 20, January 1st, 2021, it was all over. Like, what would you do? So don't wait anymore. The best time to plant that seed again is today. True story. Be present. Sir. I need yep. that one. So, so just go for it and, and don't look back and, and know I love you and we're going we gonna to rock out and we're going to celebrate you and uh, we look forward to hearing your story on the eye, fellas. True story. Oh, we love True you story. too, Take us home, big man. So as we as we wrapping up, we want to say peace, love, and hair grease, but we got a special treat for y'all tonight. So we're going to wrap up. I'm not saying nothing because Trey Deer dropped the bomb. Look, we got to live his life, um, life until it's over. So every day, wake up, do the damn thing. And so we start today. A man over here wrote a poem um, dedicated to Brianna Taylor here in Louisville, Kentucky, because we still don't have justice. I believe it's either 42 or 43 days, um, and they still lying and killing people. Um, so with that being said, we close out with with, with Damon. Do your thing. Um, this poem is entitled Shortly After Midnight. It was shortly after midnight when stealth was their ally and not her comforting friend. It was shortly after midnight when no-knock invaders brought her flame of life to an untimely end. It was shortly after midnight as the moon bore witness hanging gracefully in the sky. It was shortly after midnight, swift action taken, life was lost, tears eternally falling, so much calamity wrapped in a lie. It was shortly after midnight, and I just can't get it out of my head. Moments of peace suddenly broken, now sweet dreams, hopes, and visions lay shattered, through eight points of entry, they're now forced to wake up dead. It was shortly after midnight when blue snuffed out black again. The utter failure to protect and serve black bodies will this cycle throughout our history ever end. You see, blue walked in ancestral footprints of when whites took off from black bodies, including life itself. No warning was truly given except no-knock invaders and shots fired, then silence to be eternally felt. It was shortly after midnight when ghosts of ancient masters reach in, out into this moment in time. Hearts now shattered, griefs been planted, peace and comfort we're struggling to find. It was shortly after midnight, and you may be wondering what ghosts, what history, or the matter of black life viewed through white eyes too blind to see? Then pause, let that breathe for just a moment, and step back in time for a moment with me. You see, there once was a guy named Jack, better known as Cracker. Took one look at my sisters and swore he had to have her. Took her straight out the field and put a smack dab in the house. Shortly after the midnight hour, all you heard were her screams and shouts. It was shortly after midnight, and life will never be the same again. Familiar songs echo throughout our history, 
Black lives lost, no charge given. Blue life walks to breathe again. It was shortly after midnight as the moon would be forced to bear witness again. This time, not black bodies from trees swinging, but by eight rounds, this body now sleeping. In memory of Breonna Taylor. Y'all let that breathe. Let that breathe. This is Common Conversations. We appreciate y'all whining and dining and drinking with us. We'll see you next week. Catch us on Apple, Spotify, um, and a few other places where you can download the podcast. We'll hopefully have this bad boy edited and ready to rumble uh, in the next couple of days. Thank you. We appreciate you. Peace, love, and hair grease. Pick me up a tray, staring at the homeless man. I'm one check away. Bella, turn the TV on. Ain't nobody doing right to make things worse. They want to take away our rights. Power for the dollar. Free to kill us all. Money for a war. That can feed us all. In God we trust. They kill me with that saying. Government, office, dominion. Quit playing. Power to the people. This is Gelligel, and this is Common Conversations with the Odd Fellas. If you like the podcast, if you like what you're seeing on Facebook, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, share, and or like. And if you're really digging it and you want me to keep throwing money into the money jar, that tip jar, go ahead and hit the donate button. You know what? It costs to make this thing happen, and we didn't ask you to pay to listen. But I am now. Let's go.